You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Michael Kist. Are you caught me not listening again? Benjamin Solak. You never listen! It's the Kist and Solak Show. Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high on the Kist and Solak show. This is episode 215, if I'm not mistaken. Brought to you by Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation, Michael Kist. Here, as always, with Benjamin Solak, we are going to get right into it. Ben, Eagles win 24 to 21. Can you believe it? They knock off the 10 and 2 Saints. They move to 4, 8 and wet. Brother, how you doing? Great. Everything is delicious. You, you, For a while, you're like, don't win and then eventually you get swept into it you know what i mean and it's just fun yeah it's just fun to the, the team like like I, I remember saying this last year the team finally looked like they were like happy to be on a football field again you know what i mean right that shot yeah. of like alex singleton walking off the field after the will lutz miss that should have ended the game but did not <laughs> uh and, and he's just like grinning and like jordan mylotta goes gives him a big hug and you're just like so happy for jordan mylotta and alex singleton who have been in the team and, uh, you know, bouncing around practice squad and they're stuck. They're given the starting jobs and they got to deal with it. And the team's been losing. And like, it's, it's so, it's such a relief to win a football game. It makes the whole week easier, man. We, we talk about it a lot. Winning is a panacea. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're obviously going to focus on, on number two on a particular player, but to the whole team, to a lot of really good efforts from a lot of young players, a lot of players have been underperforming, uh, Congrats on the dub, knocking off the number one yeah. New Orleans Saints, knocking off Sean Payton, right? You know, just big NFC win. Even if it doesn't end up mattering, it just feels better. And look, the draft is like over four months away. We'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. What I'm trying to say is, gentle listener, it's okay to have fun because winning is indeed fun. And and we'll get right into it, man. Josh Sweat, in my opinion, play of the game, maybe player of the game. Uh, Player of the game is an award that I'll give him after thinking about it for exactly zero seconds. But the fourth and two with Taysom Hill rolling to his right. Sweat comes closing in from behind, swats the ball for a strip sack. Huge play in a big moment in the middle of the fourth there with the Eagles clinging to a a three-point lead at the time. The Eagles offense then, in a rare demonstration of complimentary football, reward their efforts with a six-play, 55-yard touchdown drive capped off by a one-yard Miles Sanders punching. Look, this game would have some theatrics after that, including the onside kick almost gone awry and Alex Singleton getting mossed. But the Eagles pull it out for the final again of 24 21. The Eagles move to 4 8 and 1 and somehow are still alive in the NFC East, somehow, depending on how you feel about that. Uh, l- let me put it to you this way because this might be kind of the theme of the show. Like, I want to have fun, and I want to talk about Jalen Hurts and, like, good for him for getting the the win in his first rookie start and everything like that. But an early three words every week we ask you, gentle listener, at BGN underscore radio for your three words that describe this game. And positive brother Hakeem came in the mentions at J Mills. Was it positive? 31 with a Z. He says, do not overreact. Mm. That's not so positive, brother Hakeem. But it's appropriate. But, but what right? do you think about that sentiment, though? Because every, I think everyone is going to overreact to this. I want to. I want to put it in the proper context while also enjoying the fact that the Eagles won and the quarterback was wasn't the problem right. in this one. It, the the biggest thing Jalen Hurts did was not make mistakes, and and you you yeah. saw when he made one mistake, two hands on the football, but just lost control of the football yeah. in a scrum, turnover, explosive play, Saints touchdown, three point game. And, and and that, honestly, like, for the sake of the Eagles winning the game, that obviously was not helpful. That was a very bad thing. But for the sake of a conversation about what Jalen Hurts did for the Eagles, that game, that play is really important. It's really, it, it's like, it's it's illuminating. It's educational. It's good to talk about. Because that goes to show you when you have a mistake, when you make a, a, a negative play, just how much of a swing that was, right? Like, that 
the game came down to a bouncing, careening onside kick because of, of one mistake by the quarterback. That mistake came at like a minute 40 left. You go and you look at the first 58 minutes and 20 seconds of that game. The single most important thing that Jalen Hurts did was not make mistakes. He took zero sacks, Mike. We yeah, said crazy. We, we said he was uh, we I said he was good at escaping the pocket, but at times he had bad pocket presence and he could hit when he threw. He got hit when he threw. I saw one time that made it like an inaccurate yeah. pass and Aaron pass that like, could have gone a bad way. I saw right? the, so, the other time he th- he got hit on the uh, the Alshon Jeffrey touchdown throw. By the way, he had a free rusher come into his face, hit him as he released it, uh, still put the ball there and it was a touchdown for Jeffrey. But other than that. You're right. We did not see Jalen Hurts harassed in the same way that we have seen Carson Wentz. I want to go back and watch the film, but he was very good at escaping pressure and getting on the move. And I think people are going to confuse Hurts getting on the move himself with how much, you know, the Eagles may have or may not have designed him to be on the move because most of his first half passing yards, 113 came from inside the pocket. Only 16 came from outside the pocket. Now, I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah. The reason, like, I, I, my, my argument, my theory, and I'm looking at the next gen charts right now. I'm actually about to put them up on Twitter to look, to talk about, you know, kind of how uh, he threw the football and how, how he ran with the football. But he had 18 carries. Seven of them were way outside of the tackle box, and he gained over five yards on five of those. Right, right, right. He had a ton of scrambles outside of the pocket, right? So they're rolling him out and giving him the opportunity with his legs to check things down. He also bailed out of the back of the pocket a lot. Correct. To immediately escape quick pressure, to immediately escape evident pressure, and give himself the ability to run. So there would be times where he would three-step, hit the back of his drop, survey the field, and immediately, I, I, I feel somebody getting Andre Marlotta, I'm gone. And that's not the process you want in your passer. Usually it's because your general drop-back passing game is going to be more effective than him just running around like crazy 10 yards behind line of scrimmage. In the case of the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles, your dropback passing game has not been more effective than just Jalen Hurts bailing out of the back of the pocket and running with the football. This is a lot of what we talked about over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He gives you a, a better margin for error because now not only is he not taking a sack, he's also picking up, even if it's two yards, making your offense a little bit easier to stay on track. Think about how, how many short third downs the Eagles had. Think about how many short fourth down the Eagles had, as opposed to their longer third downs and longer fourth downs that they've been enduring under Wentz. And so that's what you get when you have this running quarterback, right? So firstly, you have those escapes of the pocket. And then secondly, his passing chart, Mike, he threw the ball three times between the hashes and everything else was outside to his left, outside to his right. Talk about and, that. <laughs> and and it, which is to say that while, yes, he passed from the pocket. Right. Oftentimes, he got out of the pocket and then threw the ball away. And those, that was reflected in his outside-of-the-pocket passing numbers. They largely tried to prevent him from being a true pocket passer with a full-field progression. Correct. I don't really think he had very many snaps of that. And that shows that I don't think the coaching staff has trust in his ability to operate an NFL passing offense right now, which is going to be a limiting factor for the Eagles against Arizona, against Dallas, against Washington, and against any team they might end up playing in the playoffs. That's going to be a thing. You know... We should take a cautionary tale from the performance of Taysom Hill in the game against the Eagles. Hill had two good games throwing the football against the Falcons. He had a really bad game against the Eagles. Just scattershot everywhere. It gets easy to pick out how teams are trying to attack you in the passing game with limited quarterbacks, with outside of the pocket, with dual threat, with running quarterbacks. Right. When you get a feel for tendency, when you get a feel for, for all right, when they're going to roll them out, how they're going to get into their route progressions. And so as a passer... I feel no more confident about Jalen Hurts dropping back, throwing the football than I did coming into this game. He was accurate. He hit players in stride. He gave them the opportunity for runs after the catch, but he did not push the ball down the field. Uh, then I have deep passing. Didn't really see him go through progressions, left the pocket a lot, did a lot of stuff on the ground. Now, as a decision maker, as a risk manager, as a runner, as a calm under pressure, right? As, as a lot of the extraneous parts of quarterbacking, things that have limited Carson Wentz, who is a, you know, great arm, you know, was once accurate, was a good passer of the football, but things like risk management, pocket management, decision-making have 
have neutered him, have clipped his wings, right? In so many of those things, that's where Hurts was impressive. Yes. And that's why I say to me, the best thing about Hurts was that he didn't make mistakes. And when you don't make mistakes, you don't get third and long. When you don't get third and long, you don't get clear passing situations. And when you don't take sacks, you don't get fourth and even longer and you don't lose yardage. And so the field position game is easier. And when you're able to pick up a third down with your legs, now the defense gets an extra three plays to talk about what they want on the sideline and to get a rest and to get a breath. And all of a sudden, football just becomes easier easier because <laughs> the quarterback's giving people a break oh my lot of you know messes up a protection guess what Jalen Hurts made it a four-yard play right and that's not how you want your offense to work ideally but it, it, it it's it was successful here to beat the best team in the NFC right and so you're, you're able to kind of make chicken salad out of what you got and so I think that so much of the extraneous stuff so much of the stuff you never expect a rookie quarterback to have in terms of composure in terms of, of game and situational awareness uh, in terms of a vestibular sense for for pressure, for for rat defenders, for QB spies, for where the sticks were when he's running to the sidelines, so many of those things. For ball security, for 58 minutes and 20 seconds, yeah, A pluses, and that speaks to the maturity. That speaks that speaks to the individual. He's 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 well suited to play quarterback at the NFL level. We got to figure out how to build a passing offense around this young man, right? But he's well suited for the job. Yeah, and I agree. And, and like one of the things that sticks out in my mind is like w- when you co- when you talk about risk management, what we're talking about, like Carson Wentz against the Cowboys, it's third and seventeen, and he's scrambling outside of his out of the pocket to his left, and he's surveying downfield, and he's still trying to make things happen, and he ends up just making one of the most boneheaded fumbles that you'll see on the year. Like those are the things; those are the things being wiped out with Jalen Hurts being in there so that's what we talk about when we talk about risk management throwing the ball away knowing when to kill a play knowing when you're when to use your legs to take off and on the day Jalen Hurts 17 to 30 167 one touchdown you know nothing to write home about just kind of working the offense but worked it pretty well like Ben said especially early on I, I remember Ben was tweeting something about you know and I tweeted this as well that the Eagles offense was basic but it also wasn't catastrophically bad like we had seen it they were moving the mm-hmm. ball Right, first drive they were moving the ball, and then they got two penalties from guys that weren't Jalen Hurts, and then they got you know another failure there. So, and then even Ben tweeting out in the beginning of the game, all the targets for Hurts outside of the numbers, right? Swings, flats, screens. Now that is what you worry about moving forward. Are those screens going to be as productive? Are you going to get as much after contact? And I'll, I'll get into the rushing stats here. Jalen Hurts, eighteen carries, one hundred six yards, and then Miles Sanders, fourteen carries, one hundred fifteen yards, and two touchdowns. And Ben. Like you really started to believe that this was going to be a game when Miles Sanders takes it. Well, actually, even before that, because they were, I believe they were mm-hmm. at second and 11, pushed back way against uh, their end zone at the end of the second half towards the two minute drill. This is a point where the Eagles offense this year has typically faltered. Uh, not when, not in their typical two minute drill, just trying to get field position back so they can work their two minute drill. Jalen Hurts able to read option, keeps it. Gets the first down, which was big, both for field position, time management, not letting the Saints get their hands back on the ball and get a score to make it a one-score game at the end of the half. And then almost immediately after that, you get the 82-yard touchdown scamper from Miles Sanders. And look, right. I mean, th- this running game produces over produces two 100-plus yards rushers. You know, how, What do you think about the, the running game, the integration of Hurts in that? Because it's not just Hurts as a passer, but it's the value that he adds as a runner. And it wasn't just on all scrambles. He was using the read option pretty well as well and reading it well. And we also didn't get that mesh point fumble that we were worried about coming right. into this one. They didn't have a big negative play. They didn't have a, an incorrect read. I thought there were a couple of times where I would have liked to have seen him pull and throw the bubble, and he chose not to. He, right um, after you tweeted that, he ended up throwing a bubble, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, it was a like, it was, it was like a like that was like an ISO receiver. There was like one to the side. He had they were tagging it on trips, right? Yeah. Where they put the three receivers to the side, and they have a tight end over there. And I saw that a couple of times. He didn't take it. I don't know if he just didn't want it, or if he felt felt like the Saints were kind of trying to trap him into it, which. They were kind of like leaving a, a like a, a Chauncey or a Malcolm like halfway over there. I think they were trying to tempt him into it. So maybe it was just him again being a smart cookie, right? Making right. good decisions. Um, but right, it was funny. Like you had obviously an extremely explosive Miles Sanders run, the 80, 80 yard touchdown run, which is just Sanders home run speed, man, is really like, you know, critical. Because snap to snap, like it's it's not always perfect for him, mm-hmm. uh, and so when when he is able to rip that one off, obviously it makes his numbers look great, but it, it, it's huge for the Eagles, and he's ripped off a few really big runs this year to to his credit. Uh, though, so yeah, the hundred yard rushing, like with with Sanders and with Hertz, 
explosives was a big part of that. But if the Eagles are going to be successful with Hurts as the quarterback, they're going to need to be generating explosives in the running game. And what interests me is they really didn't do too much creative stuff. They threw like a veer in there on the first drive on like a, they had like a third and four where they did a little like like it looked like crack toss, but Hertz just kept it. So it wasn't really just toss. It was like a, you know, it was a QB behind Jordan Mylotta pulling. I don't know what the name for that is. It, it was block, like there was a crack block with a motion receiver to the short side. Um, so they had a couple, you know, creative design here, creative design there, but it was largely just like midline zone, read zone, read the stuff they'd done before. So they hadn't even really reached into the bag as it were. You know what I mean? They weren't like copy pasting Baltimore stuff. You know, they weren't like, you know, stealing Cliff Kingsbury ideas from Kyler in, in Arizona. It was largely just their bread and butter. Hertz is just really good and in space. I mean, he's able to beat edges around the corner constantly, right? Cameron Jordan and Trey Hendrickson are not slow players. And he was beating them around the corner constantly. And then he's big. Like, he wins through contact. You wish Jalen Rager would play with that level of physicality at the at the tackle point, right? Like, he was... And it was very impressive in that regard to see him be physical, not, not shy from NFL hits in his first action. I'm concerned that the running game was largely buttressed by scrambles and and the one big Sanders run. Mm-hmm. And other than that was, you know, just about what it was, you know, the, the saints were able to win the line of scrimmage quite often. I guess Eagles offensive line, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that might go away. I, I am curious what their success rate yeah. was on that. As far as like, you know, the consistency of it. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, like, like looking again, like at Jalen hurts running chart, you see how much scrambles outside of the the pocket really impacted the way that he, he performed. But with that said, if, if he's able to check down with his legs and pick up 12 yards, yeah. the, the sticks move yep. you know what i mean like it's it's better than the alternative and that's the important thing to remember i'd like to see them continue investigating more creative designs if they're interested in winning this year i think that you're gonna get especially because hurts pretty much lives out of the gun and they don't run pistol and they don't run split back at all you're gonna start to get defenses really keying heavily on run strength yeah. and what, I, I bring that up because when you're in the gun with one back the back has to be to a certain side of the quarterback and the Eagles absolutely 100% do screw around with same side runs. But largely, if the back is to the quarterback's right, you expect the run then to go to the offense's left because the quarter, the, run, the running back has to cross the quarterback to get the football. Yeah. And because Hurts is a threat to pull it, it can obviously still go two ways. But when you know which side of the defense to expect your unblocked defender to be on, quarterback reads through the mesh point, if the running back's to his right, then the mesh point has to be to the right. You if you know what side to expect the unblocked defender on, it makes defense a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unless the Eagles are really going to start using pony backfields with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders on the field at the same time, two running backs, or play out of the pistol with Miles Sanders behind Jalen Hurts in the shotgun, uh, defenses are going to get keys pretty quick on, on, on the running game unless they start to liven it up. So I, I am worried about the longevity. What about the receivers in this one? What did you see? Dallas Goddard had a decent day, four catches, 43 yards. Miles Sanders got a little bit more involved there. Greg Ward with a with a blistering two catches for 20 yards. Also, Jeffrey had one catch, and that was that touchdown that I mentioned before. Jalen Rager had the biggest reception on the day, that 39-yarder coming from the, uh, the shallow crosser there where he was free. And again, look, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I mentioned it in previous shows and whatnot. I just want to see Rager once. Stay in bounds. I know it doesn't bug Ben as much as it bugs me, but I saw it on his college film. You know, you got one guy to beat on a different on a different play, and you go out of bounds, and it's a safety. It's like, brother, come on, man, make a cut, make a play. You be 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 an explosive playmaking type of dude. Stop trying to preserve yourself. We got to go with football games. All right. Uh, what do you think of the the receivers? Anything stand out to you other than the normal uh, issues that we probably had this year? You got better play. I like. There was a play. There was a, a like a six yard comeback throw to Goddard that was kind of inaccurate, and Goddard caught it at extension. And in my head, I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like Goddard is still good, and yeah. that's kind of the sensation that Doug was talking about in his presser, <laughs> right? It's like it's a whole team win. Uh, you know, I, I put on Twitter during the game, like it feels like everybody's playing better, and they are. Hertz is the catalyst. You know, something changed, and they feel like they have a new opportunity, and there's new energy, and there's new juice, and the young guys are excited. Like, uh, Rager, to me, showed, mo- showed more juice in this game than he did in games with Wentz, largely because he probably feels like, man, I didn't get drafted by a team with as bad of a quarterback as I had at TCU. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, shoot, like maybe there's a chance this offense is fun and there's going to be space, right? Which, like, you know, we can debate to what degree that's a good mentality for a rookie to have. But it is to say that, like, there's clearly an energy with the, the quarterback change. That's the spark that Peterson talks about. And so Goddard makes that catch, and you're like, okay, the Eagles are screwed. 
personnel evaluation is bad. Coaching staff is maybe bad. Carson contract situation is terrible. They have no money, but it's easy to forget. Like Goddard's like good. Like he's, he's good. He catches a football. He had like a, a he broke a tackle, you know, like Ertz doesn't break tackles. He like broke a tackle. And it's like, yeah, like that's right. Like he's exciting. Like he's, he could be like a, a, a significant tight end in the NFL who matters on a week to week basis. And you forget that when your quarterback simply cannot hit him in space. Right. And and so like, even with Hertz having an inaccurate pass and then Goddard makes it right. And you're like, that's what it's supposed to look like. So I enjoy what we saw from Goddard. Uh, The Eagles mixed in 12 and 11 personnel. Yeah. uh, And it was nice to see them, see them do that. Uh, I do find it funny that absolutely nobody had any opinions about the fact that Travis Fulgham had zero targets in this game. (laughs) I think they, I think, I think they came around to the fact that he just, I mean, he was not performing well when we watched his film. We were like, he is, off he can't get off press he's not getting to the timing his route is off he's had way more drop issues than he had started out with so i at the same time alshon Je- i can't i can't argue for more alshon jeffrey snaps over him uh but they did right. kind of chill today but you know a, a win kind of cures a lot of things mm-hmm. right now alshon had exactly one target and one catch yeah was the touchdown and it was a good you know that's the sort of play that Alshon is capable of making currently in his advanced age. <laughs> that was that um, was a beautiful way to put that. Yeah, <laughs> right. But yeah, uh, I think that you notice the 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 Goddard attention. You notice the uh, the Sanders connection, which was they targeted Sanders West. five times and he caught four <laughs> of them. Crazy and like right exactly and like it was like a touch pass and a screen right like like he you know they they again like they're not having him throw ridiculous stuff but there's all right you know Sanders is our athlete. Touch pass in motion. Mm-hmm. Go pick up four yards. This is basically a running play. It's going to count as a pass. We're we're playing for second and six, and that it's, it's important to know. Like the Eagles were very very much in their play calling, and I think we we should transition here to a conversation about kind of play calling and what the Eagles do with Wentz and do with with Hertz because that was such a, a topic of discussion with Wentz in there. The Eagles were certainly like I, I as Doug would say many times in pressers, we're trying to like, get him into a rhythm. We're trying to get him, you know, into a place where he's executing the passing offense successfully. That's what they wanted. And so they're running basic passing ideas with the hope of getting him a few completions, getting him confident, getting him feeling accurate like he can throw the football well. Right. And typically those are what? Three three step drops, quick hitting concepts from inside the pocket, correct? Right, absolutely. And from shotgun and, and and they're giving him the whole field and they're letting him decide pre snap and post snap where he wants to go within, what matchups he likes. You look at his uh, uh spray charts, right, for for the amount of like the throws that he he attempts and where he attempts them and you see middle of the field throws and you see throws 10, 15 yards down the field. You look at Jalen Hurts and it's completely different right. in the target distribution, right? Hurts is is targeting players outside of the numbers. He's moving outside of the pocket, nothing in the middle of the field. And it's all very, very short. Some of it's behind the line of scrimmage. So they're trying to get Wentz into rhythm. They had no interest. They had no effort in being like, we got to make sure Hurts gets into a quick passing game rhythm. Because with Wentz, they're trying to throw a, a slant to get to second and five. And with Hurts, they're trying to run the ball to get to second and five. Both offenses are terrified of the idea of throwing the ball down the field. Yeah. Both offenses don't know. Like Quez Watkins is out there taking snaps. Like no, no <laughs> idea how to get downfield targets, how to get downfield routes, how to get explosives in the passing game. Both don't know how. With Wentz, you know, a lot of people are like, why wasn't Doug calling these plays with Hurt with Hertz, with Wentz that he's doing with Hertz? A lot of the stuff that's predicated on the QB run is just not going to be as dangerous with Wentz. Right. When defenses are in there and they see two, they're going to play it differently than they if they see eleven. Yeah. Even though eleven can pull the ball and be kind of decent. He's big, he's got long strides, he used to be quick. You just you don't account for him the way you account for Hertz because you know he's got running back like ability. So that's half of it. Yeah. The other half of it is because they're not trying to get Hertz like into a rhythm over the middle of the field. They're just having him throw like I don't want to say garbage because that's 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 too mean. That's too like reductive. But they're just like just throw a screen. Just like okay, just Rager outside four yards. You know what I mean? Like all right, good. Roll out and you know if you've got Goddard on the quick release, take it and if not run. You know I mean, they're not trying to get him into like a three-step rhythm passing game. And now we're going to go no huddle and you're going to go five wide and this. No, they're just trying to get 
opportunities to give him easy looks to give him four yards. And you would say like, oh, well, they could get Carson Wentz easy looks and they could get him four yards. They're trying to run a more multifaceted passing game with all of their option routes, right? With all of their spacing stuff, the three man to a side out of empty with Carson Wentz. And you can argue till the cows come home about whether or not they should have been trying to do all that. It wasn't working. Nothing else was working anyway. It's not like Wentz was killing it on the rollout stuff that Hurts was very successful at in this game. Because again, Hurts is a better athlete. The threat of the QB run matters more. So because of their objective, Wentz used to be a very good passer. We want to get Wentz good in the passing game. We want to run our passing offense. We need to get him in rhythm. They were more dedicated to the traditional dropback passing game. They also were more dedicated to their like shotgun under center stuff. Because of their perceived limitations of Hertz, no under center play action, very little. I think they ran like one or two. Very little under center play action. Uh, don't think he's a good middle of the field passer. They don't want him throwing against leverage middle of the field, reading middle, middle of the field zone windows. They made no efforts to get him into a rhythm and put all of that energy into, let's just give him easy runs. Let's just give him right. one-on-ones and rollouts, right? Now, and, 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 your, and to your point, watch how defenses start to play that now that they have the film on that. That is not a five-year starter offense that you're paying to be your franchise quarterback. I'll, I'll just, I'll put it that way. It might be right. a little bit hyperbolic, but do you agree with that? Right. Well, no, because, right, because that, like, that's the thing, is that they do this, and it's successful. And then you look at Jalen Hurts, and he was 17 for 30 for 167 yards. Right. <laughs> and, and and so your simple reality is, as it, like, Wentz was averaging six yards in attempt this year. Hurts had 5.6. The passing game didn't get better. The quarterback gave you a wider margin for having an anemic passing game. Right. right? And that goes back to the first point I said, like the, all the questions I had about Hertz as a passer, as a thrower of the football remain. None were answered. None were assuaged. None were addressed. But Doug Peterson and insert whomever here, Marty Morningweg, Rich Gangarello, Press Taylor, freaking Doug's wife. Like, I don't know. Whoever it was who was like, hey, just use the athlete to pick up four yards, to get to third and three, to get to fourth and one, to go for it. Beat the New Orleans Saints, right? That newness, that freshness, that excitement, that energy from the rookie, that running ability of Sanders and of Rager and of Jalen Hurts, and the activity of the offensive line, who's, who's ran a ton of stuff with a, a lot of success. Once again, the blocking efforts of the wide receivers and the tight ends, which is something the Eagles have prioritized. You were able to move the ball on the ground. I think you and I uh, agree. You and I are, are similar in our suspicion that it's going to be easier to take that away. Mm-hmm. That Hurts is not going to have as much success scrambling. Mm-hmm. The defenses are going to stop trying to get to the quarterback with four, and they're going to start trying to get to the quarterback with three, and they're going to put their edges in slow contain. And they're not going to let Hurts bail out the back of the pocket. They're going to make him take much wider paths out of the pocket. It's going to be much harder for him to do that. They start to take that away, and the pressure to be a good drop back passing game is going to get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and the lack of explosive plays is going to become more apparent yes and this is why we say you evaluate hurts for what he is but the limits on the offense are the limits on the offense right receiving core is bad and they don't know how to get a downfield passing game going well maybe that's why doug peterson won't name a starter for next week uh in his press conference doug peterson refused to uh or neglected to say however you want to say it uh that jalen hurts will be the starting quarterback next week against the card against the cardinals and look, Doug is just, like we've said before, Doug is just so awkward in these doggone things. And I don't take it as like a slight to anybody, but like, do you take anything away from that other than that's just kind of the way Doug is? I think, I think it's, 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 you know, it's probably just, it's cover for Wentz and Hurts, right? Like when Wentz was terrible, Doug was like, I'm going to need to look at the film to figure it out. And now like Hurts was functional. Yeah. And it's like, you can't be like. Yeah, it's obviously hurts because then you're admitting that like when you were saying, oh, we're going to look at the film and see when it was with Wentz, you were saying that because he was terrible. Mm. Right. And if you now if you don't say that for Hurts, you're saying like, all right, it hurts, you know, like the, the, like if Wentz had performed like this, we would never have had the conversation, which so it's just more unnecessary cover for Wentz. There's absolutely no legitimate reason why you should wait. In fact, I think if you wanted to capitalize on Hurts. And potentially like winning games this year, which apparently is something that they they care about, though, you know, they kind of were punting on things a little bit. You would want to name him right now because you would want to keep his his energy up because one of the best things he brought was juice. Um, that would have been my decision. <laughs> so we'll get into uh, three words, some defensive talk. We'll get into some special teams talk as well. Coming up on the other side here of the break, the Kiston Solak show that's coming up next. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we're back here on the Kissed and Solak reaction show to the Eagles 24 to 21 win over the New Orleans Saints. Ben, I have two special teams takes to fire off. I think you know what they are. First one has let's stop messing around with Greg Ward back there being a punt returner. Either put Jalen Rager back there or put Jalen or put Jordan Mylotta back there and let the old rugby player go get him some, right? Firstly, Mylotta before Rager. I just I agree. I agree. Yeah, let's be let, let's be reasonable, <laughs> rational human beings. Put the offense tackle back there. Secondly, I mean, if okay, if they don't recover the onside kick, independent of result of the game, but if the Saints get that onside kick, which like the Saints probably got the onside <laughs> kick, <laughs> and at the very least, they should have gotten it. Right? Is Dave Phipp just like fired? All right. Like on Monday. Right. Because Jake Elliott's 22-yard miss is the shortest missed field goal for the Eagles since Matt Barr missed a 22-yarder in 1993. And I called this one on Twitter. I said, this drive at the end of the first half is setting up beautifully for a Jake Elliott miss. And he doinked the crap out of that thing. Ben. That was a thunk, man. That wasn't a <laughs> doink. That was a thwap. It's 8 million Jeez, dead. To, to cut this guy. What's, what's he up hit, your boy? He hit a 45-yarder after oh. Will Lutz missed a 47-yarder. Okay. And I, I had a, a sassy tweet <laughs> with your at in it. And I deleted it because I was like, he's probably going to miss something later in the game. You don't want this. You want it. You'll send, send this if he stays one for one. Send this if he stays perfect. And he lined up for a 22-yarder, and I was not even concerned. And he beamed that thing. Oh, oh. man. Dallas Goddard turned around. It looked like Goddard was going to punch him. Like, Goddard was just like... Goddard was like bellicose all game. He was trying to fight Chauncey Gardner-Johnson after the uh, after the onside kick, yeah. but he was he was feeling it. Um, Man, yeah. I, I've been like... Elliot's bad. Johnston's still great. Yeah. He's Cam Johnson buried one at the five. That <laughs> kick that bounced at the five and didn't move was stunning. Yeah. Um. But right, it's not even like Wise Ward. It's not even like why is it Rager back there? It's like when when has Ward done anything as right. a punt returner? He's a white flag back there. That's right. all. That's he all either lets it drop at inopportune times or he fields it and immediately runs into a tackler. Yeah. I don't think he's ever broken a tackle on a punt return. Right. As a receiver or as a punt returner, there's there, right. there's where, where's where's the value there? Give us some explosiveness. Let us see yeah. the rookie. They got it. They got a uh, little Daz Newsome out of UNC, a little Amir Smith Marset of Iowa. We're we're gonna get ourselves a real athlete at <laughs> slot net returner. I love um, it. Defense, we should though the defense, man. Yeah, yeah uh, because two sacks for Javon Hargrave, who have, who has put together uh, a pretty doggone good five week stretch of play now. Also, Josh Sweat, who we mentioned earlier, had two sacks on the day. Uh, looked really good in this one. Fletcher Cox, I thought, played uh, really well as well. I thought overall, man, the defense played well. And then, of course, they had some of their issues, but they were injury-related. I think it was Avante Maddox and Rodney McLeod were banged up in this one. Kavon Seymour and Jalen Mills were your corner at one point with Kavon Wallace filling in for Mills at safety. Of course, Kavon uh, Seymour got burned by Emmanuel Sanders. However, that was... Right, no, okay. It's Kavon Wallace and Kavon Seymour. I believe so. Yeah, Kavon. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Knock one if you're with me. All right. So Kavon Seymour gives up the uh, the touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders, but he's in a position where they're playing inverted cover two. He's playing, you know, soft. Yeah. He's playing with outside leverage, working against one of the better route runners in the entire league. And this guy's coming cold off the bench. And in inverted cover two, there's supposed to be another corresponding deep cornerback on the other side of the field. Right. 
Jalen Mills gets stuck in no man's land. So, I mean, he, he got burnt, but he was recovered well. And Sanders just made, made an unbelievable kind of like one-handed catch where he like hit his face mask and like did all, all this extra crap. Like, yeah, that was a wild one. Uh, so the Eagles kind of got away with being real banged up in the secondary in this one. And hopefully those guys can uh, can get healthy moving forward. Yeah. You remember when uh, remember when Josh Hawkins had to come in against the Seahawks <laughs> last year in the playoffs? Oh, my God. Yes. And you were, you were just kind of like, yeah. Right. And remember, like, Wentz wasn't in that game either. That was McCown. Yep. Uh, when Seymour came in, like, to start, Maddox and then Slay went down. I was just like, go prosper, my son. <laughs> Let's see it, baby. Well, here we go. Give me like, some Craig James what? juice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I, I, it's not going to be anything worse than I've seen. Right. <laughs> so just go out there and live your dreams. And right. And it's classic. Like, I have nothing but praise for Jim Schwartz in this game. Like this, this is the sort of game where, I mean, they, they blanked the saints in the first half run defense was tremendous. They were getting the the stops they needed in the first half in the passing game with good tackling in the secondary. And then obviously the front four was ferocious. This is, this is exactly how Jim Schwartz wants defense to work. It is worth noting that it was against a team that just does not have a real quarterback in place, but like the, the defense very much clearly, it was like, all right, they got a rookie quarterback in, we are going to dominate this game. They have a good offensive line and they have a good wide receiver. And it's we've been bad the past couple weeks. It doesn't matter. We're going to dominate this game. And they did. Javon Hargrave with two sacks. Josh Sweat with two sacks. The Eagles now have five players with at least 4.5 sacks on the season. Mm. They have four players with a, with at least five sacks on the season, which is which is the most of any team in the league, I think. They have to obviously update with today's stats. But like, yes, Brandon Graham's maxed out at seven. No, the Eagles don't have anybody as a 10-sack player. But the rotation is delivering i mean anybody could come from anywhere at any time and that's you see those fresh legs in the fourth quarter sweat had both of his sacks come in the fourth quarter and then javon hargrave had his second sack come in the fourth quarter those are critical downs right and then that's why those fresh legs are so important so i'm nothing but love for schwartz for this performance i think a big feather in his cap for that one he really pulled his weight and helped the offense out with that said the fact that absolutely yes kavon seymour comes in and schwartz is like hey you've never been here with us before uh you play corner and come on Seymour's like, yeah, I play corner. And Jim's like, so you, have you ever dropped in a deep half? And Seymour's like, no, I play corner. So I was like, yeah, you're going to in a critical situation yeah. and immediately gets flamed for it. Inverted cover two is like, people act like, oh, what's the best way to attack cover three? And it's like, oh, the seams, you do this, you know, whatever. There's like ways to talk about it. Inverted cover two is like the easiest that you have somebody go deep cross middle. Right. And there'll be nobody there. Yeah, because you can't pass that route off. You're just hoping that they run the ball because, like you, we were talking about this in right. the DMs with Seth Galina. Uh, by the way, screw you, Seth. What about what about yeah, that? Yeah, suck it, baby. More <laughs> like the Aints. What's up? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it allows you to be super aggressive against the run because you're getting that extra run defender from the safety coming down so hard. But like, it leaves the entire bit of the field open, and the Eagles' cornerbacks have never been able to pass those off. They are so bad at it, that that drop kick. You know, that second quarterback from across the field dropping into a deep zone. He literally never gets there for the Eagles. It is the easiest thing to attack. And when you have Kavon Seymour out there, Mm -hmm. logic would dictate that, you know, you help the guy just a little bit. You want to know when I was positive that inverted cover? I feel so bad that we're ripping on the defense when I'm like really (laughs) definitely wanted to not rip on the defense. Uh, you You know when I was positive inverted cover two was bad? But a while ago. But last week. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, which he like goes on weekly, was talking about inverted cover two with McAfee. He was like, uh, he was talking about the throw to Devontae Adams or Avante Maddox nearly broke it up. Yeah. Right. Because where he's running Slay away from was, Slay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And people are like, Slay's bad in man coverage. It's like, oh, this is inverted cover two. Uh, <laughs> Rodgers is talking about it and he's like, yeah, they run this interesting coverage. Right. <laughs> and he's like, he's doing the Rodgers thing where like right. he's, you could almost make the case he's trying to be serious, right. but you can just tell in his eyes that he's being like Cheeky. a bit of a prick. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's being Rogers. Right. <laughs> and like, I on like, if he thought inverted cover two was good, there's no way he'd be like inverted cover two is good. It's the fact that he thinks inverted cover two is stupid. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's good. It's good. It's tricky. Like, I didn't really know. Like when I released it, I was like, Oh, I think that, that corner's dropping. He just, like didn't care. He's like, oh, this Maddox, like, this is stupid. There's no safety. I'm throwing it. Like, it, it that's what I it just, the whole explanation killed me. I, I'll, I'll find it. The Pat McAfee show with Rogers, I'll find the clip on Twitter and, and, and tweet it out if you check my timeline. It's pretty funny. That's but, incredible. Yeah. Um, 
obviously like, you know, Sweat's kind of been nowhere and then, you know, had these two sacks. Like he still is having, you know, more so like spurts of production than like game to game performance and whatever. You know, obviously like he's aggressive upfield against the run. On the Alvin Kamara touchdown, he was unblocked. And and I think teams really like leaving Sweat unblocked. They know he's super aggressive. But with Derek Barnett due ten point six million, the Eagles strapped for the cap and that all that money's non guaranteed on the fifth year option. Sweat being good is potentially a just a very big deal for the Eagles, right? right. Like if, if they're able to put him out there as a starter, that is a fourth round pick made by this GM developed by this defense. And as we talked about, this defense has not really developed anybody Which, like, wow, and yeah. made into a starting <laughs> caliber player. And that's like that, whatever they did with sweat is exactly what they then need to do for the next couple of years because they so desperately need that performance, right? So, so sweat has been a roughly equal snap count with Derek Barnett this year. Uh, in part because Barnett's obviously uh, missed the first game of the season, but they've been roughly equal in the snap counts and they're roughly equal in sack production as well. Just mm-hmm. one's going to cost you 10.5 mil and the other's going to cost you a little bit north of 1.5 mil, I think, right. next year. Yep. So like that, that's 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 the sort of edge the Eagles need to be able to exploit. So yeah, big shout out to Josh Sweat. Uh, you know, uh, nobody in the secondary to shout out, nobody linebackers to shout out. They just like, uh, they were able to make tackles, which was nice. They, except, they, except they were in zone for pretty... <laughs> Yeah, they were they were in zone for pretty much the entire second half yeah. because of the sleigh injury. And that was just a race between Taysom Hill's brain and Fletcher Cox. You know, like it was just who is going to is Hill going to figure out where he needs to go first? Or is Fletch going to bury Andrews Pete first? Like this is pretty much what we're dealing with. That's an incredible take. OK, so let's find some other takes. Let's go to three words every week. As I mentioned before, we asked for three words from the gentle listeners. Gentle listeners being you, gentle listener, uh, to describe this game. And uh, here's one. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get some more uh, Jake Elliott slander out there at Philly Fly Eagles Philomania. He says, "Signs Sarah Fuller. That's the place kicker for uh, Vanderbilt, right? Is that the one?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, she was on the women's soccer team. She was the goalkeeper. Vanderbilt had massive COVID problems. So they had no available place kicker, so they signed uh, Sarah to the roster a couple weeks ago. It was signed. It's college. They gave Sarah a number and a helmet and popped her on the roster and she hit two extra points against Tennessee, which I'm like 98% sure a college extra point is longer than a 22-yard field goal that Jake Elliott missed. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and then we have at RJ Crazy Style, Ray J says, and this is an emojis. And look, I encourage emojis. I don't know if we're counting them as words yet, but this is this is three things. This is the, the, the peach thing, right? The butts, the number yep. four, and then Always. tanks. Butts for tanks. And a lot right, of, a lot now, of... now they're, they're butts at being butt. Yeah, exactly. They're butts for butts. Oh, yeah, it's a metacognitive butt. Uh, Chase Kurtz at Willie Kurtz. That preview podcast with a couple of grimace emojis. Yeah, <laughs> we were like bad. And the Eagles <laughs> were like, no, we're, we're going to be good. Shout out to them. Yeah. I, like, they I've do this to us never... once a year and it just baffles us. I mean, yeah, I, I've not successfully called this team all year. <laughs> I'm with the Saints now. I'm pretty sure I'm like two for five betting Eagles spreads this year. Mm. Only bet I lost in the 4 p.m. slate today was was Saints minus seven. Was, there's no way they don't cover. I took it the moment it opened. There, there's out here winning by ten. You know, just chilling in the fourth quarter. Ridiculous. Is it a bad thing though? Because at Kyle Barnes uh, hyphen Luna at Kyle Barnes Luna says, uh, "How is job safe?" And then an upside down smiley face emoji with the gun emoji. So it's three words. Two emojis. Once again, two emojis. They've really the the listeners have figured out the emoji loophole. We're gonna have to close this thing soon. Yeah. I like I I, I don't think barring Hertz emphatically demonstrating he's the quarterback of the future over the next three games, which you you're not gonna be able to make a case that compels me that he he showed that against the Saints. I right. very much enjoyed his performance. Yeah. I loved his performance. I really really admire the person. Um, but, but again, like as a passer, you got questions. This mm-hmm. was just not a real passing game that they put out there. And so because of that, barring, you know, a real like Jalen Hurts, like this guy's the dude, the hard conversations that are waiting, Doug and Howie are still going to be there. I don't think this moves the needle too much uh, on Roseman. Matt Grigas, Doug better today. He was. Mm-hmm. I also really just don't. I, 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 I think <laughs> the major change was the quarterback was not only executing. He just was not shooting the offense in the foot. Right. I, I think a lot of people, I, I saw a lot of sentiments of like, you know, why is Doug finally good now with Hertz instead of Carson? It's like, well, I mean, like if we look, you know, kind of at that 
question, it kind of reveals itself, right? It's a little bit of like post hawk ergo Proctor Hawk for my West Wing fans out there. Like <laughs> Doug became a great coach after the quarterback switched. Maybe the quarterback was was a, a big part of the problem. Right. Yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, and, and also to that point, uh, Ricky Bobby at Real Rick Miranda. Doug hates Wentz, of course, as everybody I'm sure has seen. Uh, the Doug Peterson record without Carson Wentz is making the rounds. Uh, Peterson is 11 and two without Carson Wentz as his, or 11 and three, excuse me, without Carson Wentz as his starting quarterback. He is 35, 33 and one with Carson Wentz as his starting quarterback. Uh, I think yeah. what that's one and oh with Hertz. What I mean, is he with Foles? Like he's probably, he's like what, like seven and two. Oh my God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Which they is, won a lot of games. Are we sure this is all Doug's fault? <laughs> it's, 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 it's wild. Yeah. That he's this good with. Did you did you see the 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 still that I that I put up that uh, a listener? Oh, uh, the Jalen hurts. He like hurts there, and he's leering at Wentz. You yeah. get a little side eye. Yeah, the Chad put up. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. That's a that's a meme yeah. fa- a format for you. Go to my yeah. uh, my Twitter. It's timeline. all right. I don't. I like. I wonder to what degree it's a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Like they were just so weirdly impossibly good with Foles in a season in which they were already like a really really good team. And they made that just unbelievable, inexplicable run with the backup quarterback. And then since then, every time a backup goes in, whether it was Foles or McCown or Hurts. There's like this thing that clicks. Yeah, and there's them. just the sensation of like, we've been here before. Like, we've, yeah. we've done this. This isn't ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, we've already done the most absurd thing possible with the backup quarterback. We absolutely can beat the 10-2 and two New Orleans Saints by exclusively running rollout passes. Like, <laughs> we've already done dumber things three years ago. You know what I mean? Like, we beat the Atlanta Falcons when Keon O'Neal need a ball into Torrey Smith. Like, this is the dumbest team ever. We Backup <laughs> quarterbacks are weird. Here we go. Yeah. Like, there's just a comp. I, I wonder if there's that. Like, obviously, I think Foles skews the numbers. He was so good. It, you know, he, he played so well as a backup that, like, multiple teams have thought he was a starter since. So it's a very crazy record. And I don't know. It's, it's funny just for the jokes, mostly. <laughs> I've got I've got two more three words, and I've got a uh, a declaration, a judgment oh. to make. Uh, at Turby Golf, our Trent Herb on Twitter says, everybody hurts sometimes. And then uh, Jake Ooh. Evans, at the Jake Evans X, says, I hate puns. Like, I'm going to make a ruling right now. All the butts puns and all that stuff, that can stay. The hurts puns, guys, they're a little played out. And I refuse. You just read a Hertz pun. I, I'm, I'm just giving oh, an example. Oh, okay, as an example. Giving an example. Uh, mm-hmm. Hertz puns, in three words, will not be tolerated here. I will not read them out. Just like I don't read out any multi-word responses. I don't read out any responses that need uh, mm-hmm. judgments from Ben. I will not read them out here on the Kisden Solak Show. Ben, any other three words uh, you got there before we get out of here? Yeah, Tommy Schreiner at T Schreiner 11 says, running commitment payoff. Uh Right, like I think sure. a lot of people were calling for a lot more running plays. You still only got like a like fourteen miles Sanders handoff, so it wasn't right. like a twenty Sanders. Game. But obviously, Hertz turned so many passing plays into running games, running plays, both with the line still of scrimmage like and you know just just uh, in the scramble trail uh, that he was able nothing. to. What's that? Yeah, seventeen nothing. It's game script. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. So so, but like you know, like a lot of people have said, like you know, Stoutland's the strength, the offensive line's the strength, the running game is the strength, and obviously the running game was good here. So congratulations to that. Uh, Alec at Shalanigans. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Can Wentz kick? Question mark. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Two kicker system. There was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, place kicker factory. Um, <laughs> Ron Spur sends one with four in it, which is cheating, but he brings up an interesting point. Uh, Mullins, Danucci. Hill, and then he has Jones in parentheses. The four quarterbacks the Eagles have beaten are Nick Mullins, Ben DiNucci, Taysom Hill, and then obviously they beat Daniel Jones, who was objectively a starter, but is one of the worst starters in the league. So it is good to remember that the Eagles uh, are they're good at beating bad quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for the Kist and Solak reaction show. This Eagles win over the Saints. Ben, take her home. Say goodbye to the gentle, gentle listeners. Real quick. What what do we do? Like, okay, okay, okay just stick right. with me. Okay. Tuesday morning, Doug names Carson the starter. What do you do? Lose my mind. I record an, Can a, you we're gonna imagine? Do emergency podcast about this because that would be insane. <laughs> It'd be insane. It. And me and you aren't even chance? huge Hurts guys, right? Right. Like, uh, uh, but right, like, we're out here saying like, 
the main thing he did was not make critical mistakes. Right, <laughs> right. here saying that as a passer, he really didn't do anything. Right, here saying he's gonna, the, you know, you can't play four games like this. Defense are gonna start taking this stuff away. I still want to see if maybe right they can evolve that right because right. they've got a decent thing going. Because if you're Doug, right, like, and like, I don't want to make this a whole conversation. It's mostly a joke. But if you're Doug, you sat there with 95 plays, passing plays on your sheet that you didn't call. And that probably pisses you off. Mm-hmm. And maybe eventually you start calling them with Hertz, but you were calling them with Wentz. And obviously he thinks he can fix them. I don't know. I think there's a greater than like 1% chance he names Carson the starter. Oh my God. Do you think it's and like, it an, would like be... it's, do you think it's this earnest discussion that they have? Like, what should we do here? And yeah. then like they lay out the pros and cons. And <laughs> right. I think they watch Hertz. Right. And I think they say he was accurate. And I think they say, you know, we could try to put more of the passing game on his plate right. this week. Yeah. And that's my to. anticipation, right? Yeah. They're going to say, you know, he threw a nice 18-yard dig to Greg Ward. And, he, you know, he threw well to Dallas Goddard and Jalen Rager on the mesh. We're going to give him more pocket stuff. We're going to give him more stuff between the numbers, between the hashes. But I think that in that conversation is baked in, you know, the sort of stuff that we would give Wentz if we were still playing him, but we're not playing him anymore, so on and so forth. You right. know what I mean? Well, anyway. even with that stuff, Wentz wasn't, reading it it's, yeah it's not like he was good right. right okay they're gonna start hurts it's fine don't even worry about it it's not even a conversation it's gonna be fine thank you as always for listening to the kiss and show i show here on bgn radio on a fresh victory sunday night monday morning for you it's been over a month but we are glad to deliver the win four eight and one the philadelphia eagles are now staring down another four o'clock game against the arizona cardinals kyler murray the Battle of Transfer Oklahoma Quarterbacks should be a fun one. To get you prepped for that show, you will catch us, of course, later in the week with our typical preview show, and you'll catch all of the recap from the Saints game on BGN Radio Feed. So if you enjoy the show or enjoy the feed altogether, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on whatever app you listen to your podcast. He's been Michael Kist on Twitter, at Michael Kist, NFL's KIST. I've been Benjamin Solak on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. Go Birds, baby! Little Jalen Hurts. You love to see it. We all we got. We all we need. Fly, Eagles, fly. P-G-N. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.